Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1234 in Edmonton, it's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today as Bob is uh, traveling back from San Jose with the team he will be hosting tomorrow. Got to take a minute to tell you that some guests on Oilers Now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open for lunch Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. Got some WHL talk coming up a little later on in the show, as is the Athletics' Daniel Nugent Bowman. But for right now, we're going to bring aboard our regular Wednesday contributor, Hockey Night in Canada's color analyst, Craig Simpson. Craig, how's it going today? I'm good, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So I don't know if you got a chance to catch all of the game last night, but 7-2 to the San Jose Sharks, who continue to cement themselves as a playoff contender. Uh, did you did you catch some of the bad luck goals? What were your overall thoughts of last night? Well, I, I did catch the game, obviously, uh, and you know that you're going to have some times where you get some bad luck and some bad bounces and obviously they had their share but that that was more relevant to they just got outplayed start to finish they were the second team to the puck they were the second team in the battle uh you know a lot of the problems that uh, plagued them in the la game I, i don't think that the effort was as bad as the los angeles game but you know that from the coaching staff and the and the management group uh you know that's another game that is a a bit of a bomb at the end of a road trip that uh, you were hoping at least you could might be able to salvage. Uh, you know, they had a good bounce back game against Anaheim to uh, make up for just an absolute uh, abysmal game against the Kings. But, you know, that's the kind that uh, you heard Ken Hitchcock talk about it after the LA game about, you know, this team hasn't been able to really establish themselves as a team that's ready to play every night and take control of the game. And, uh, another thing that plagued them, uh, you know, the, the breaks are one thing, but I, I don't think anybody in that room would say that those breaks against you were the reason why you lost the game. And uh, another concerning thing was, you know, you, you get back into the game, you make it a 2-1 game on the road, and again, in under a minute, you make it 3-1. And, and that's something 
I talked last week uh, that plagued them throughout that homestand the last time is giving up goals in bunches or giving up goals right after scoring one of your own. And I thought that really tipped the uh, the game in San Jose's way uh, from from that point on. You could easily have, have called that. That was, to me, the turning point of that yeah. game. And, and I agree with you, Craig. It's something that happens way too often to this team. Now, I'll jump ahead here and ask you, because to that point, to me, I think that in a veteran, like with a leadership presence on this team, that should really be, after a goal like that, I think that they should be pushing for more. And it seems like time and time again, nobody is willing to really usher that along Uh are you thinking that there might be some sort of a presence lacking on the bench to really get behind it? Are they down on themselves even when they do uh, find the net like that? Well, I, I just haven't liked the consistency in their game at all. And I think that's what's plagued them in the last, uh, what, you're two and eight in your last 10 games. And, you know, anyone around the league knows that that's not a scenario that's going to make you a playoff team. So they, during those kind of stretches, and every team goes through their little lulls, but. You know, they've already had one of those lulls that got a head coach fired and, and prompted change. So you don't have another one of those to give. And, and what bothers me during that time is, is more just the you know, a, attention to the flow of the game and the momentum of the game. And, and that's what I was concerned of last week. And I think I gave four straight games in a row where – they gave up either two in less than a minute or gave up one, you know, uh, right after. And those are the things just mentally as a team that, you know, you, you can't have those uh, moments where you let up or you relax a little bit or you think that you're back in the game without doing the little things that allow you to be back in the game. And that's being, you know, diligent defensively, hard on the puck, win some battles, get in on the four check. This hasn't seemingly been able to be a team that can get the momentum back in a game and really turn it around. So that that would be concerning for me. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, yes, okay, San Jose is a good team. They're a better defense than the Oilers have. But that's still one game in a four, fourth game of four-game trip that you hope that you could salvage and make sure, you know, you'd feel a lot better coming out of that game had you played a strong game and been a better team and been an equal match for them and had those three goals that were a little bit unlucky. Then at least you could come out of that feeling a little bit justified that the team showed up, they were ready to play, they were committed, you know. But I, I think from start to finish, they were the you know, second team all night in, in that game compared to San Jose. It's a two and two road trip, and yet it feels so much worse given the nature of their losses. Uh, one thing that I watched, Craig, this is Craig Simpson, by the way, from Hockey Night in Canada. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. One thing that I noticed when I watched this team, Craig, is there's a lot of guys out there who would who would fit the description of a role player pretty well. And to me, anybody on the ice needs to be able if they're not scoring to contribute in a different fashion whether that's a shot block a hit a fight something and I don't Mm -hmm. see that out of a lot of these guys no I think that's been a concern and uh, I believe you know during that last little stretch where uh, they they lost six in a row it was one for Ken Hitchcock that you know he reiterated the guys cheating offensively because they're not scoring but just being so blatantly uh you know uh, at fault defensively and and when you're not an upper echelon team where 
you're going to win games with your, you know, goaltender being stellar or uh, allowing a McDavid or Drysaitel. You know, it happens every now and then that they're the reason why you win a game. But overall, when you're a team that doesn't get that secondary scoring, those, those role players have to understand what their given role is, and and that's not to be giving up chances, giving up goals against, being lax defensively, or taking chances and being risky to try to get offense. And I I think that has, you know, if you're reading the tea leaves and listening to press conferences, that's been a real concern for their head coach, uh, the way Hitchcock's been, you know, seeing the way his team has reacted in those games where you're frustrated to score goals. All of a sudden, you're making bad reads and risky ones, and now all of a sudden, you're three or four goals down. And, you know, that just can't happen. I, I think every player, um, you know, I listened to, I think, the Lucic clip that you ran after last night talking about the team having to come together and play for each other. And, you know, that is all in good, and you need some people to talk like that. But I don't think you've seen that on a functional basis uh, on, a, on given nights where, you know, you understand that if if I'm a guy in the lineup, and I'll use Lucic like an example, and I haven't scored for 40 games, even if I haven't scored for 15 to 20, you know, I, I, at some point you have to realize that it's not about the offense. Then I got to start doing things that might give me a chance to uh, to get a goal, to be in the hard areas, to turn pucks over, to get in on the forecheck, to be a little harder, and I better be conscious of my defensive role because. You know, there's one given if you're struggling to score, but you're giving up one or two a night, uh, you know, on a good team, you're going to find yourself out of the lineup because that's just unacceptable. When you see a lack of scoring the way that they have struggled this year and Hitchcock is trying desperately and he shuffled the lines and they had McDavid and Dreisaitl playing a part again, uh, they are they produce at such a high clip together as a coach and somebody with coaching experience, Craig, do you think that he should just stick those two together and live off of some of at least the offense that those well, two provide? Yeah, I, I think if you look at the times that he has not played them together, it's typically been on a matchup type of a game. And, and you look at your opponent and say, okay, you go into Arizona and you – you don't have to worry about the team you're playing against from a matchup standpoint where you go, okay, they got three strong centers. If I load up my one line, I'm just going to get eviscerated with my other guys. And, you know, you play the Winnipeg Jets or the San Jose Sharks or the Tampa Bay Lightning, the chances are as a coach, you're more apt to say, I've got to spread our lines up because, you know, the other lines, when I put Dreisaitl and McDavid together, just don't have any push. They're suspect defensively. I think we're going to get picked apart. So you try to at least spread it out so maybe you can match up better with the three good lines that you're playing against. And, you know, I think that'll continue to be a bit of a work in progress for for Hitch. I think ultimately, if you had more depth or, like we were talking about before, if your third and fourth lines, although they weren't scoring, if one of them was a really diligent checking line and, you know, didn't lose anything and gave you some momentum and gave you some energy, I, I think you'd be more apt to. But that just hasn't been the case. Uh, but I, I think going forward, especially at home, where, A, you you need to be playing well at home. I, I've always looked at, you know, you said six of seven at home. That That can be a good thing if you're good and you're feeling good about yourself and your game is on a good roll. Uh, to be at home, to have the last change and to have the matchup ability as a coach, 
to have the energy in the building is good. Well, the, the flip side is also true. You know the fans are nervous. The fans are a little bit upset. The fans are waiting for failure or for something to go wrong. And I've found, too, that you know it can be a mixed blessing if you have those games at home and you're not playing well. So I wouldn't be surprised with some of the matchups that you have. You don't have to worry about a huge matchup game against Arizona. You don't have to worry as much against Florida. You don't necessarily have to worry as much against uh, Buffalo other than the top two lines. So, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if he says, we got to win at home, and the best chance we have to win at home is when my two best players are playing together. And, you know, you hope you get two or three goals a game out of them and the other guys can hold the fort. Hockey Night in Canada's Craig Simpson joining Oilers now. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. Uh, you've mentioned the importance of this homestand, Craig. I would consider this to be the turning point in the season, depending on how these next, uh, basically for the rest of the month, shakes down. Uh, I asked Bob the same question. I'll ask it to you. Is this Does this have the potential to be the turning point in the season, given that, miraculously, they're still only two points out of a wildcard playoff spot right now? Yeah, and you have to understand understand the urgency of, of the now and uh, you know everybody looks at the at the standings and says okay yeah you, you're right you are close you're still in the mix but you still got three other teams that you got to bump out and that that becomes the problem you can you can stay close enough that you're saying okay we still got a chance we got to put a, uh, a round of games together but the concern for me is do you feel that this team the way that they're playing the way that they are right now as a group can put a six and one run together you know that 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 to me is where you have to prove it and so the opportunity lies now with with a six out of seven at home against at least three teams that you for sure should win another one in carolina you know that you you probably find and then you've got a tough uh, uh divisional matchup against uh, Vancouver and Calgary that you hope you win one of those. So, yes, I, I would say this is the critical uh, time. You can't allow yourself to continually be even two to four points back of that wild card, but all of a sudden you've got three teams that you got to beat. So you're not looking at one team and put the crosshairs you know, on their back and say that's the team we got to make sure we beat every time, we got to focus on them. When you get too many involved, that's where you get into trouble and you don't control your own destiny. So uh, there's a number of fronts. I, I think because you are at home and the climate that's been around this team and the disappointment that the fans have had with some of the performances, you know, this is a time where game one, you got to establish that we're ready. We understand the opportunity. We understand the urgency. And, you know, that to me is what really bothered me about that Los Angeles game is, you know, you went in on, on uh, game two of this road trip that was a Pacific Division road trip that you knew you had to have success against the lowest scoring team and the last team in your conference and just absolutely laid an egg. So uh, I think there's a lot to be shown right at the start of this, uh, this homestand, and this is one that if you're a coach or a general manager – you're going to find a lot about, you know, what is this team? Is this a team that doesn't look at all like they can make the playoffs? And if you come out of these seven games 
and feel that way, then I think that changes your mindset going into the trade deadline, which is February 25th. And this is my final question for you, Craig. It's do they, would they be doing themselves a favor because of how critical these games are? And the trade deadline is still seven weeks away. Would they do themselves a favor to maybe try and make something happen sooner than later because this could ultimately be the pivotal point in their season? Well, if you felt that you right now don't have a team that can make the playoffs uh, uh, and the sole objective is that you have to be a playoff team, and, and I would assume that that is the mindset of this organization right now, then, yeah, I don't think you're in a position that you can wait too long and you know just hope and see where you're going to be. I, I'm not sure the uh, status of, you know, are you going to get healthy on the back end? Probably not in the coming few games anyway. So uh, I, I think it's a fair question. I, I think the reality, though, of making impactful deals, as we've seen, you know, the, the deals that were made, what, two weeks ago with, uh, with Manning and Petrovic, you know, haven't borne any fruit uh, yet. Uh, both players have really, in my mind, struggled and haven't looked comfortable and haven't even settled things down like you would have hoped. So you have to be a little worried that you're not necessarily there isn't a logical deal all the time that's sitting there that is available that will help you immediately but i think the mentality of this group now is you got to do whatever you can right now to to get this team to a level that they can be a playoff team and the the fortunate thing as you mentioned is that they're not that far off but they also don't look like a team that can go on a run to get themselves in that spot so it, it is a difficult uh, spot that they're in I don't think you'll see a deal in the next you know week or two weeks but I, I think coming out of it uh, out of this homestand and these next seven that it'll dictate what kind of deals you see going forward after that always appreciate the time and the insight Craig where are you guys this week uh, I'm uh, off to Toronto. I got Boston in Toronto on Saturday. Wonderful. That should be a barn burner. Uh, thank you again, Craig, and we'll hook up soon, okay? All right, Brendan. Take care. Thanks, my friend. That was uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Craig Simpson. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer here on Oilers Now. It's just about 12.51 here in Edmonton. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We'll come back with NHL today and we'll certainly get to some of your texts on the Heartland Ford text line. This is Oilers Now. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 
Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today. 12.53 in Edmonton. Got to tell you, you can uh, join Oilers now on a great road trip to Nashville to see the Oilers play in one of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers Now package includes airfare, hotel accommodation, great all-inclusive game tickets. That includes food and beverage in Nashville. All your transportation, a welcome reception with the man himself, Bob Stoffer, and special guests. Plus, parking at the Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Space is limited to get on this great road trip to Nashville. For the Oilers Now road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. We are going to get to NHL today in a minute, but I'm going to quickly bring aboard Chris from Phoenix, who was called in. Uh, Chris, what's going on today, my man? Hey, man, I'm a lifelong Oilers fan. Uh, I've been an Oilers fan since the fourth grade. I'm a 40-year-old man. Uh, I think uh, us Oilers, uh, uh, the Oilers have the best fans in the league. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. The fact that there are fans that are willing to go on a roadie and spend the amount of money to watch this gong show of a team that we have is amazing. And I, and I, give, I give the city of Edmonton and I give us fans all the credit because we follow this team through thick and thin. Um, I'm just curious when uh, Daryl Cates is going to have a uh, an open and uh, an open uh, casting call for uh, GM if he's going to have uh, a job there to uh, you know get some of us to, to to apply for the position because it seems like the, the last few GMs have just been horrible um, running this team into the ground. Um, we all know what the what the what the issues are with this team. It has nothing to do. With effort, it has nothing to do with with coaching. The fact of the matter is, we have not put together an NHL worthy team. Without without uh, Connor McDavid right now, we are at the very at the very um, best, uh, below average to an average team, which is the same the same team that we had when uh, when Shirelli took over in 2015. Without Connor McDavid, we were below average to an average team, and nothing has changed. We're filling, we're filling the, the defensive, uh, uh, the defenseman with uh, third pairing defensemen. I don't care how many third pairing defensemen you get, they're not going to equal a, a, a top pairing defenseman. And, and, and then we sacrifice scoring, we trade away goal scoring, whatever we get, we trade it, trade it away for pennies on the dollar. And, and we're, we're failing to realize that we need goal scoring, we need skill, and that's what we're lacking. It's an embarrassment to, to, to see the line mates that Connor McDavid has to have on his. On his line, like I read somewhere um, on uh, on Instagram yesterday, like um, uh, Kucherov put put up his uh, 70th point. Can you imagine how many points Connor McDavid would have <laughs> on Tampa Bay Lightning? Oh, the for guy sure. would probably. Yeah. De- well, the thing, Chris, is that they've, for the better part of this season, they've been playing McDavid with uh, Kucherov's the best scorer in the league right now. I think you're one of them, certainly top three. Uh, Dreisaitl is not in that category, but he's still very adequate. My issue is they never seem to be comfortable playing them together for too long before there's panic about the fact that they need secondary scoring. I'm at the stage in, in seeing this, and we appreciate the call, Chris. We're going to have to move on from this one. But uh, we're at the stage where we're seeing this team not uh, just do what works 
they're overcomplicating it because uh, of desperation, I would assume, at this point. But uh, to me, the answer to to the question of where do you get depth scoring is it's not an easy one because of the cap hindrance. If Peter Shirelli can make some magic while, while the uh, sun is shining, the, he's got seven weeks left to do so. Going to quickly blaze through NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Only three games in the league tonight. The Flames entertain Colorado. Chicago welcomes in Nashville and Ottawa visits Anaheim. Matt Duchesne for Ottawa did not make the road trip as he and his wife await the birth of a baby. Craig Anderson and Thomas Shabbat will also miss tonight's game. Bobby Ryan, though, he returns after blocking a shot with his hand against Carolina. Leafs goaltender Freddie Anderson is eyeing Saturday's game against the Bruins for a return to the net. He has been out for a few games now. He hurt his groin back in December. The Penguins put forward Zach Aston Reese on the injured reserve. He was hurt in a fight with Colton Skevier last night. Garrett Wilson recalled from the AHL rather to take his place. Flyers have tied an NHL record by starting their seventh different goaltender last night. Mike McKenna now joins Alex Leone, Anthony Stallers, Carter Hart, Michael Neuverth, Calvin Pickard, and Brian Elliott to tie a record set by the 07-08 Los Angeles Kings. Still half a season to go, of course, so they could easily set a new record depending on uh, how the injury situation goes there. Bakersfield Condors play tonight on the road against the Texas Stars. The uh, Edmonton Oil Kings have a rematch match with Lethbridge on the road on Friday and the U of A Golden Bears are gearing up for a road swing against the UBC Thunderbirds this weekend. 12:59 in Edmonton, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic will join me after the news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwin. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6:30 Chad.